Today, here in the New Testament. January 31st, Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, through chapter 21, verse 22. As Jesus and the disciples left the city of Jericho, a huge crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd told them to be quiet, but they only shouted louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped in the road and called, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said, we want to see. Jesus felt sorry for them and touched their eyes. Instantly they could see. Then they followed him. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said, and you will see a donkey tied there, with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them here. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, The Lord needs them and he will immediately send them. This was done to fulfill the prophecy, Tell the people of Israel, Look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, even on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus said. They brought the animals to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their coats on the road ahead of Jesus and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. He was in the center of the procession, and the crowds all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David! Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Praise God in highest heaven! The entire city of Jerusalem was stirred as he entered. Who is this? they asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus! the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the merchants and their customers. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the stalls of those selling doves. He said, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a place of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him, and he healed them there in the temple the leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the little children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. But they were indignant and asked Jesus, Do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the Scriptures? For they say, You have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he returned to Bethany, where he stayed overnight. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs on it, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I assure you, 
if you have faith and don't doubt. You can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, May God lift you up and throw you into the sea. And it will happen. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Once a primary school teacher set an assignment to a group of students. She asked them what they wanted to be when they grew up. And some wrote down astronaut, others wrote down actor, some wrote down singer and the others wrote down scientist. And when she was marking through these papers, she noticed that one of the boys wrote down the word happy. She went up to him and she said, John, I think you misunderstood the assignment. And he said, Miss, I think you misunderstood life. Somewhere along the line, our definition of success became blurred. It became about money and it's funny how the desire for power and wealth increased the speed at which we believe we need to work so that we can supersede our peers in the rat race, moving at a pace that no Fitbit or no wearable can truly monitor or analyse the stress and the intensity. Since we've been young, we've all been exposed to definitions of happiness. The scientists and the mathematicians have algorithms and formulas that they believe adds up to the equation of happiness. We have the corporate professionals who have the corporate hierarchy of actually promotion and career progression to measure their success. We need to define what success means for us. We need to redefine what success means. Let's not make happiness and success about the size of our homes, but about the size of our heart. Let's not make it about gratification, but gratitude. We speak about being healthy and our well-being, but we act more like human doings than we do like human beings. And therefore, instead of to-do lists, we need to-be lists. Instead of thinking about what you want to do, think about who you want to be. Do you want to be more self-aware? Do you want to be more conscious? Do you want to be a better person? Do you want to be a difference in the world? We need to move away from what we want to do in situations to who we want to be in situations. The three most common things that we forget when we're rushing out of our homes is our keys, our wallet or our mobile phone. And it's absolutely hilarious how you run back inside, you look in all your drawers, you look in your desk, you make a mess sometimes. And then how many times have you had it that you realise it was actually in your back pocket, sometimes even in your hand. And it's funny that our experience of happiness is so similar to this. We run around trying to find it in absolutely every place, but actually when we come back home, we find out that it's within. When I was in my teens, I heard a fascinating quote from Jim Carrey, and he said, everyone should become rich and famous and do everything they dreamed of just to see that it's not the answer. And what did he mean by that? He meant that actually what we're searching for is not out there, but it's inside, and therefore happiness is actually an inside job.